3: Uh... <music>
2: Dark Trio, this is Blob from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh on last week's episode you said that you wanted to hear our horror stories about the Hills of Eyes remake. Uh that was maybe the second horror movie I ever saw. I went to see it in theater with my my girlfriend and her friend and her mom, because we were in middle school. I think I was in sixth grade at the time. Uh anyway, when Beauty, when they find beauty, spoiler alert for People who haven't seen it, maybe. Um, when they find Beauty cut open in the middle of the desert, my hands went over my eyes. And then during the uh, the scene where they're chasing after the dad and they're in the mine shaft, I started tearing up a little bit. And then during the scene in the in the uh, in the camper, I ran out of the theater and went into the lobby and called my mom. And so yeah, I've grown to love that movie now obviously, but that's my horror story about the Hills Survivor remake.
3: Thanks so much. I I was talking with Megan and Zena about this off the air, and I I really love the idea of having people call in and share some of their most memorable horror movie experiences. Like I know I've shared on the show before about watching the uh the Jessica Biel reboot of texas chainsaw massacre and my wife and i needing to go to applebee's just to be around people was, for whatever reason it was just like it just got it. it probably still would get us at this point and i have friends who roll their eyes at me for that one like really the reboot I'm like, it was good all right arlie <laughs> ermie was terrifying it was a good leather fit, whatever uh so yeah so if if anybody Wants to call in and just share some of your favorite experiences. I know that we're 150 episodes deep, so sometimes the questions uh, can be a little difficult to come up with. So feel free, call in, share, and it will go hand in hand with a little drawing that we're going to be doing. Woohoo! We'll say anyone in October who calls in or emails with either their favorite horror movie going experience or a question for the show that we can share on the air will be entered into a drawing. We got some free socks from sock guys that are horror movie the- that are like horror encrypted themed uh we have three pairs to give away so we'll randomly draw three names out of the people who submitted the questions so it doesn't come down to us picking our favorite and having me feel bad about <laughs> doing to do that so yeah it feels like the most diplomatic way so go ahead start sending your questions for october and we'll do our drawing the first week of november and we'll announce on the air the winners call two
1: Hey, John, Zena, and Megan, this is Whitney, and I was calling in because I was a little disappointed to not hear mention of the movie Wake in Fright when discussing sweaty movies. This is one of the sweatiest movies I've ever seen. It's a 1971 Australian film about um, this teacher who spent his Christmas, which is very hot, um, in kind of just this outback area of Australia, um, it's full of drinking, violent men, like masculinity, warning that there are some animal uh, cruelty issues. But um, I absolutely found this to be a horror movie that's just horrifying in the sense of everything that's going on. And I would love to see if any of you have seen it, heard of it, um, and what your thoughts are on Waking Fright, otherwise known as Outback. Thanks for the show. Bye.
3: Thanks so much, Whitney. I, I've never heard of this movie. I My knowledge of Australian horror is pretty limited to, like, I want to say Razorback. And... Probably not a whole lot more, although I do love that documentary. Not quite Hollywood. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before that talks about the Australian movie scene that I highly recommend. It's a really fun documentary. So Megan and Zena, I need you to explain this movie to me. Why is it sweaty?
0: You know what? I have never seen this movie. <gasps> like I've heard of it. I would always see the poster. Um, but I have not seen it. And I know like the director, didn't he direct um? Gosh, I forgot the name of it. And I had time to look for it, but then I was looking at something else. Um, I think that didn't he direct First Blood? No, or maybe it was somebody else. I don't remember. But point is, I have not seen it. So that's why I did not mention it.
3: We're we're doing great this episode. We're starting strong. Megan, can you save us? You're back. Save us.
4: Welcome back. I Thank you. I think Whitney did a great job explaining what this movie is. Um, First of all, we definitely did not have time to cover all of the sweatiest horror possible.
3: No. It was our favorite sweaty horror. Yeah, Yeah.
4: but no, I think this is probably one of the sweatiest movies ever. It's also not a comfort watch. This is definitely Uh, like one that you should be prepared to be made uncomfortable but no it's it's in terms of sweat i mean it's sunscorched. the outback is sunscorched, mm. and uh it definitely shows in terms of sweat i don't know what else i can contribute though because i think whitney nailed it
2: <laughs> i think no, that whitney.
3: sounds at, fine yeah thanks whitney and speaking <coughs> of megan's back welcome to the bloody disgusting <laughs> podcast everyone the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and to help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as the lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Welcome back, Megan. Welcome
4: back. I'm tired. Aww.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the right show today.
0: You are. It's it's okay. Happy October.
4: Yay! Yay. It's October. Yay,
3: October. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't act like you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre and the head of Bloody Disgusting's TikTok, Xena Hey Xena. Hello. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to cook quick around the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe we we'll be things I'll make you smile too. So Megan, what you been busy with?
0: Yeah, Tell us everything!
4: Oh, oh my. <laughs> okay. I'm Sorry. <laughs>
0: I just I saw on your on your Instagram you posted the Pet cemetery bloodlines and I saw like the Timmy Bateman
4: style I got so excited so I just want to know everything everything okay the the Notes version I after we saw each other at Halloween Horror Nights. Then I went to the Toronto International Film Festival, in which I will discuss probably my favorite movie out of that in a second. And then I went to Vegas for some Saw Ten fun or socks, uh, socks.
3: socks, socks, as my wife referred to it. We were going to go see socks,
4: socks. Yeah, <laughs> so I did see, I did see socks, and I really liked it. Um, I also got to take a picture with the best celebrity I'll ever meet all year, which is Billy the Puppet. Um, nice. Yeah, and so yeah, I did that, and then. And then, as if that wasn't enough travel for September, then I also just got back from Fantastic Fest, where I saw Wake Up, um, which is from the filmmaking trio known as RKSS, Roadkill Superstars. Oh, yes, yeah, so if you don't know, they they have two modes of horror, I like to say. They have the really fun zany over the top horror comedies that usually spill buckets of blood like Turbo Kid, and they mm. also have another one called We Are Zombies that played at the fest. Um or they have pretty mean horror and that is stuff like Summer of 84 or Wake mm. Up. And Wake Up I feel like I could see John really liking this because this is uh, it's Gen Z activists who decide to break into an Ikea like furniture store. It is not Ikea Uh because that would be some legal issues there. But it is very much like an Ikea, that labyrinth layout and massive scale. Anyway, they decide that they're going to they have a bone to pick with with the people in charge. And so they sneak in and they're going to be filming themselves doing some, you know, graffiti and destruction and all of that stuff except that uh the night guards are a bit of a mess and one of them happens to be extremely violent and uh things go real wrong because it's a horror movie and they always go real wrong
3: to be clear (laughs) I don't actively want to see Gen Z killed.
4: No, but I think but that the I enjoy IKEA bad
3: things happening to horrible people.
4: But yeah, it wasn't to say that you want to root for like Gen Z. It was more like I feel like the slasher set in an IKEA store is totally. your, is your jam, um, cool. and it is super mean. It is mm. um, it is kind of like a class. If you've been missing just a quintessential slasher, that's that's very conventional. It's not trying to do something new with it um this is your jam what it does do that makes it really fun is one just kind of how mean it is two there's no predicting the kill order normally Mm. you know like early slasher era it's like you know who the final girl's gonna be you know who this person's gonna be and blah 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 and those archetypes are kind of represented but it it doesn't matter um (laughs) does not matter and it has some really gorgeous and inventive uses of this setting that i i thought was a blast so yeah i uh, i was really into it i guess i was all in on the mean stuff because um at <laughs> tiff i i saw when evil lurks oh. and that is um from <laughs> damien rugna from um terrified the 2017 i think it's 2017 the it's terror is it's it lives up to its name it's like one of the scariest yeah. movies um so this is his take on Possession horror, um, two brothers in a remote village, they decide, um, to intervene on an exorcism and, uh, wind up kind of letting it loose to spread almost like a viral infection. Um, and it sounds more like a viral infection than I probably just, it's not really, I don't know how else to explain it other than that. It's just a very unique take on possession. Um, and, in true to form it is super gnarly it is so gnarly like if you remember if you've seen terrified you know some of his imagery um Mm -hmm. he is not afraid to maim people he is not afraid to kill a child uh so i think i like terrified more in terms of you know that that scared me more but as far as imagery and violence like he is uh he is one everybody should be keeping an eye out for because it is pretty pretty memorable it'll stick with you so good stuff good stuff oh cannot wait to see that how about you xena so
0: um i checked out evil eye <clears throat> A.K.A. Mal de de Ahoja. I was practicing. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's from 2022. It's available on Amazon Prime. Nala, a 13-year-old city girl, travels with her family to her grandmother's home in the country to try to find a cure for her little sister's mysterious illness. Nala soon discovers that her granny isn't exactly what she seems. Oh, my goodness. I have to thank Roku you know, Roku City for this movie because you know how they show like ads of a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? It looks so cool. So then they uh, they they have my money now and it was well <laughs> worth it. I don't mind. So this one oozes just style, like dark fairy tale type of energy going on. It has everything that I love. So if you know, you know, I don't want to say. But yeah, if you love creepy gothic horror, um, this is for you. Yeah, so it's just, you you feel bad for the 13-year-old girl. You know, she's going through that phase. She is ignored by her parents. Like, literally, she's ignored um, because, you know, they're worried about her little sister. Like, she's literally dying. So they get desperate, and they decide to go out in the middle of nowhere to the grandmother's house because the grandma can help, and then some weird stuff goes on. But yeah, if you like movies like American Gothic or The Visit, I feel like you'll enjoy this one. Um, then I rewatched Rose Red because Yay. it's now on Hulu. <gasps> Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I know
3: what I'm was, watching this afternoon.
0: <laughs> it was it was just so great. I was obsessed with this movie when I was a teen. Like I had the DVD. I wish I knew where it was. Um, but yeah, I used to watch it all the time. There's like a familiar cast and. Um, at the time, like around that time, kind of like I really loved the movie Halloween Town, and Kimberly J. Brown, she's in it, so that's really cool. There's a lot of familiar faces, mm. in this one, um, it feels very 2000s. It was cool, you know, seeing uh, Stephen King make his make his cameo. There are three episodes, and they're about like an hour and thirty or so, which isn't mm. bad. Like I had a good time just you know rewatching it this weekend. So yeah, that's that's what I checked out. Nice
3: i'm gonna go ahead and start out with mentioning Xena's pick 2012 superhost which was a significant other watch which we watched on shutter with their follower count dwindling travel vloggers teddy and claire pivot to create viral content around their most recent superhost rebecca who wants more from the duo than a great review all right zina why this one
0: because it's fun (laughs) that's all
3: accurate uh really for me you know i've talked about this before with like um Deadstream being an example of really nailing youtube personalities mm-hmm. and how largely deplorable they are with, with their horrible sicky like sickly sweet super energetic positive we're so happy this is amazing and it's like oh man <laughs> what is life when the camera is off superhost is a pretty good example of what i assume it's like more or less um but really this is all about grace phipps who plays the the superhost in question just fantastic but her i mean just watch it i mean you can kind of guess it's gonna get kooky Uh, but her performance and her like mood swings we'll call them i suppose her mm-hmm. facial performances are just fantastic. Like, it's very, just the highs and lows that she goes through is really fun to watch. Um, kind of predictable. It, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, we, we see where it's going. Yeah. And and that was fine. Like, we had no problem with it. It was enjoyable. Um, didn't like it as much as we'd like Significant Other. And mm-hmm. after this, we actually watched You Are Next, which my Ooh, wife awesome. loved. But I suspected she would because it's an awesome movie and why wouldn't you how how is your next not 100 percent on rotten tomatoes i want to find those reviewers and be like what <laughs> what happened to you oh such a great movie uh and then uh thank you Tubi, for introducing me to 1978's mardi gras massacre <laughs> police try to capture someone who's committing ritual murders of women during mardi gras in new orleans i can't even this um i'm gonna try and not sound too crass because i liked it it was fun but it was kind of like watching a 1970s porno without the sex scenes
0: in orange Uh, blood
3: (laughs) yeah like there's a (laughs) lot of nudity there's a lot of it's so confusing (laughs) the plot itself is so (laughs) yeah everything across the board is like this was a this is a movie but it's kind of in that endearing i can't believe this exists way mm-hmm. like that it was just like this is this probably would have appeared on cinemax late night if cinemax existed in 1978 uh it's cheesy the relationships and the dialogue and everything across the board is like is that how people talked in the 70s because i don't I don't think it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that it is, you know, that's
3: <laughs> I kind of hope so. I kind of hope that that's just, you know, like how all color in 70 TV shows was like oranges and browns and just super drab. Like, is that just the way the world looked back then? <laughs> like they intentionally did that to themselves, but maybe I guess so. Um, Yeah, it's fun. It's so cheesy, but it's right up my alley. I'm just watching it like this is ridiculous. It's so much I, um... fun.
0: I watched, I saw that one too on Tubi. I've never heard of it before. And then it just popped up. And, yeah. you know, I, lo- I love 70s horror and it just has it all this prostitute sleazy cops gore. <laughs> just, just watch it. Have a good time.
3: A lot of montages for some reason going on. <laughs> it's very peculiar, but it's, it's fun. And like I said, it's, it's, you feel a little, a little dirty watching it. <laughs> But Like, in a good way.
0: A little,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it?
4: I watched uh, Wake Up at Fantastic Fest. does not have a uh, distribution yet, but I'm sure that's coming. And then I watched Winnie Evil Lurks at TIFF, which uh, is out in select theaters this Friday and then comes to Shutter at the end of the month.
0: Hmm. I checked out Evil Eye on Amazon Prime and Rose Red on Hulu
3: and I watched Superhost on Shudder and Mardi Gras Massacre on Tubi. All right, let's keep that homework boat rolling because, oh, I forgot to mention the 31 Days of Horror 2023 has officially started and this is where I continue to not sleep for the next month while I turn out episodes every day on Creepy. So (laughs) I need people to tell me what to watch. Otherwise, I'm going to watch Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, which just popped up on Peacock and I don't know that I want to do that. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. I think everybody should,
0: yeah, everyone should experience it.
3: (laughs) I'm sure I'll get there at some point. Um, Megan, you're up. Uh, Let's do the um, significant other watch. (sighs) Okay. Uh
4: oh. Hopefully, hopefully, this is it's one I love. I think you'll love. This will test your wife, Mm -hmm. Uh, the loved ones on Paramount Plus. Oh no.
3: uh great uh great vote of confidence on that
4: one. i mean no, like <laughs> it's good I, it is really good i just don't yet know what her threshold is yes um, it is a good date night movie i think hmm. i'm a little twisted um it's probably not nearly as bad as i'm playing it up to be either but i i think okay. we'll find out
3: <laughs> we will find out
4: we will find out yeah
3: yeah okay i'll be using a j- this one just for me
0: um have you seen Vamp? 1986, Grace the Jones. The one with is in Jim Carrey. No, no, that's, that's once the one's, bitten. Yeah.
3: No, I have not. I, I'm very. I'm aware of it. I remember people talking. I think Zena, I think you've even talked about Vamp on here before, like mentioning like Grace I'm Jones' performance. Sure. I have not yeah. seen it though. Good, okay,
0: it is available on Tubi, or you could watch it on Pluto TV if you need a little. I don't know.
3: Break Commercial from Tubi,
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you could pick.
3: Okay, Vamp.
2: granger for the ones who get it done
3: all right enough about what we've been watching this week it's time for megan brings up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror so has stuff been happening at all megan
4: (laughs) probably i don't know i'm still awake (laughs) um (laughs) Um, yes, actually, something, a trailer dropped this morning, and I plucked this because I knew you would have thoughts on this. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
4: How extreme is too extreme for the haunted house experience? Uh, Hulu is going to explore that question in the original documentary, Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House. The oh. upcoming... Huluween original documentary tells the story of Russ McCamey, the creator of the yeah. world's most extreme haunted house known as McKamey Manor. According to three people who realize the horror is never once you decide to enter, uh, Russ McCamey is also a manipulative monster. The doc mm-hmm. seeks to expose the truth. This is very, very attention-grabbing right away. Uh, Hulu previewed, what would it be like to be trapped in a real-life horror movie? A monster inside uh, follows the story of Russ, the Navy veteran who lures in horror enthusiasts. <laughs> enth- <horror> enthousi- <laughs> <laughs> the Navy a veteran who lures horror enthusiasts into his web. They find themselves pulled into the no holds barred world of McCamey Manor, a haunt that doesn't end until Russ says so. Originally mm. starting McCamey Manor to satiate his love of Halloween, the haunt grew in popularity both on the ground and on social media, and so did the severity of his scare tactics, realizing he was attracting more and more followers as he did so. By cultivating an online persona and a cult-like following, he was allowed to display his basest instincts and rewarded with online fame and notoriety driven by personal fixations. He turned the backyard haunt into a bona fide torture chamber. Uh, he videotaped contestants, particularly vulnerable young women, as he sees how far he can push them both inside and outside the haunt. So this uh, this is going to address that apparently. And it uh, Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House, is going to be available to stream on Hulu on October 12th. Mm-hmm. John's face. He looks like it's <laughs> processing a lot. So definitely What's give me happening? your thoughts.
3: Kimmy Minner is not a haunted house. It's not a haunted house. It's torture. You're signing up to be tortured that's not a haunted house it's not scares like they will uh, they will visit phys- they can physically abuse you they if you vomit they will make you eat it they can hold oh. your head they can waterboard you the, the 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 disclaimer is something like 30 pages long where you cannot sue for injury for accidental death for anything mm. it's and i do, i do know people who are really big in the haunt community who love extreme haunts who are like this guy should not be doing what he's doing but like because it kind of sounds like you're basically abu- you're manipulating people who have like traumatic responses like some people are like I want to see how long I can last well some people have gone back multiple times and like the the waiting list is like months or years And supposedly you can get a grand prize of like $10,000 or something if you survive, but the longest anyone's ever lasted is like three or six hours or something like that. And it's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. 24 or 12, I don't know. But any footage I've ever seen from it and any people outside of the people willing to do what he's done, it's, I I can't support any of that. I'm so, like, if you want to do it, go ahead. But Mm -hmm. it's... It's not a haunted house. It's not horror. It's so, just torture.
4: So it sounds like this doc is pretty much in line with your view.
3: I think that's what's happening. Because if I remember right, he was really prevalent in another documentary that came out a couple or a few years ago. I think it was called Haunt, where they were talking well, about the, the haunt and scare experience. And mm-hmm. from what I remember, like he was kind of shown in a positive light. Like, oh, but he's like the like the pinnacle. Like He's like, that's the big one. And mm-hmm. people like in the hot community, there was kind of a, a backlash of being like, "Are you? Why? Why did you spotlight this so much?" So, yeah. like, let's not forget that horror is catharsis as much as anything else, <laughs> and mm-hmm. may, forcing people to relive trauma because they think it's going to be just an extreme hot. That's not what this is. This is brutality, and it's whew, way more serious than I thought I was going to get it right that this <laughs> on a Monday. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's i mean that's it's not what this it's not my bag
4: well no but this this whole uh documentary sounds like it's specifically exposing this like that's the whole mm-hmm. thing and i
3: good G- good especially yeah because any of the videos i've shown it's you basically like you then you want to quit and like they'll degrade you on top of it mm-hmm. like you say you quit and then they hold the camera in your face like Making you like call yourself derogatory terms and things like that, and talk about how weak you are. It's like, are you kidding me? You got wow. You guys think you can endure what you're putting other people through to talk that way? You cannot. Like,
0: it's, I, I can't believe it's still going on. Like, I remember watching the um the documentary on Netflix a couple of years ago, yeah. whenever it came out. And you're yep. right; they did uh show him in like a positive light.
3: Mm-hmm. I remember there were people and, who
0: was really upset about that.
3: Yeah, it's 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 brutal like I get it if someone is trying to look at it almost like it's an extreme sport I actually kind of get that like how far like for listen there's a there's a massive percentage of the pop of the male population that thinks they can beat a grizzly bear or a gorilla in a fight so
1: mm-hmm. there's
3: plenty of people <laughs> who are like oh yeah I could endure torture no you can't like you it's oh, yeah. yeah it's 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 a it's definitely a dark side of horror for sure someone who's who's manipulating the experience and the people who would seek out something like that for their own unfortunate pleasure Mm -hmm. you know so well i mean do what you're gonna do but
4: the fact that they refer to him as manipulative monster pretty much tells me that this is not a favorable doc for him that's and
3: he probably and he probably loves the title if we're being honest like it'll probably draw more people to it unfortunately because that's yeah. how it works right
4: i don't know i don't know it does not sound positive to me but i'm curious to check in and see what it uh what it ends up doing because i know he's had to move a few times being chased out of towns
3: oh yeah like Whoa. he doesn't even tell you where it's gonna be like they pick you up and bring you there
4: because oh, i didn't even know that yeah, wow. he's, yeah he's often kicked out of towns for these for these stunts
3: yeah. Yeah, mm. the videos I saw. He was in a neighborhood in a back. He's got kids who are like around or did have kids when I saw the old videos, who were around like in the front of the house while he was doing stuff to people in the back of the house. Like it was mm. it was a lot. So anything happened going on the news?
4: <laughs> uh yeah, switch gears entirely. Yay. Uh Republic Pictures has acquired North American rights to Azrael. Uh, For distribution by Paramount Global Distribution, it's a high seven-figure deal. I don't know what the amount is, but Mm. bidding rights for Asriel are uh, a lot. Looks like at some point it'll go to Paramount, Um, which form theaters or, you know, Paramount Plus. Don't know yet. Or when. Don't know that yet either. But I'm intrigued because the high concept... Action horror film stars Samara Weaving, and was directed by Eel right. Katz, who is behind Cheap Thrills, uh, directed some episodes of *Haunting a Bly Manor*, definitely Channel Zero, all good stuff. Uh, and it's from an original script by Simon Barrett, who is behind *Your Next* and *The Guest* in the upcoming *Godzilla vs Kong* sequel. Um, as for plot, in a world where no one speaks, a devout female-led community hunts down a young woman, played by Weaving, who has uh, escaped her imprisonment. Recaptured by ruthless leaders, Azrael is to be sacrificed to pacify an ancient evil that resides deep within the surrounding wilderness, and yet she will stop at nothing to ensure her own freedom and survival. Uh, from the seeds of this gritty, relentless parable of sacrifice and salvation comes an immersive, real-time action horror tale from visionary minds of Simon Barrett and E.L. Katz. All three names... And a woman escaping, sacrifice, all of that sounds fun. I'm in. Give it to me. Same. Yes. So, yeah, it does sound like a Xena jam for sure. And then uh, last but not least, uh, The Toxic Avenger is coming back to life in brand-new horror movie uh, from Legendary Entertainment with Macon Blair, um, who directed I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. He's been in uh, Green Room, Blue Ruin, Murder oh, Party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, even the Swamp Thing and the reboot that came and went on that DC channel that doesn't even <laughs> exist anymore. Um, yeah, so anyways, you can get a taste of the jaw-ripping mayhem with the new Red Band trailer that released online last week. Uh, described as the brand-new reimagining of Lloyd Kaufman's classic, The Toxic Avenger, it centers on Winston Goose, played by Game of Thrones' <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Um, you can check out the Eyewitness Toxie trailer. It plays like a news broadcast broadcast it's very funny Um, Mm -hmm. you can check it out on Bladed Disgusting or YouTube or wherever you get your horror trailers from uh, to get a feel for the zany horror comedy along with some obvious notable trauma callbacks if you are a fan of the original film um, and the original film premiered in 1984, almost 40 years ago. It followed the t- the fate of Melvin Ferd Junko III, who goes from zero to toxic hero in a case of bullying gone awry. But Macon Blair's contemporary take follows a hideous, deformed creature of superhuman size and strength all on his own. Winston Goose, not Winston Ferd Junko, uh, or <laughs> Melvin Ferd Junko. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Peter Dinklage is the janitor who falls into a vat of toxic waste and becomes a toxic Avenger. And the timely reimagining is up to its eyeballs in environmental themes as Winston goes up against evil forces of greed, corruption to save his son, friends, and community. Uh, it also happens to star Kevin Bacon as a greedy CEO. Elijah hmm. Wood, who looks like oh, he's channeling Oswald's cobble pot a little bit from Batman Returns. Uh, Jacob I thought Trebellan. the
3: uh, the but- or the butler from Rocky Horror Picture Show.
4: Uh, you got Riff Raff? Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got Oswald Cobblepot, Danny DeVito style. Hmm. Cobblepot. Uh, But yeah, uh, no distribution date announced yet, but hopefully that's on the way now that the uh, Red Band's out in the world.
3: Yay. All right, everyone. Normally this is the time where I say something silly and remind you to call in and leave your questions. But after we were just talking about some fairly serious subject matter that does involve uh, abuse and condoned abuse, I do want to call out and mention that we... As a podcast, we stand with survivors and the victims and whether you feel safe enough to speak up or if you remain silent. And if someone you know is a victim of domestic abuse, there are organizations like org or the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which you can reach at thehotline.org or texting START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. All right. Now, finally, we're going to wrap things up. Zena's going to make all our lives easier, in the Sea of Horror movie options clues, and in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching?
0: Oh, my gosh. There's so much stuff at this point. Just pick a movie and hope for the best at this point because there's so many movies. But, um, okay, I do have a list, though. Imagine that was it. and we All right, bye. Okay, first up on Wednesday, the 4th, we have Haunted Mansion. So if you missed this one in theaters, you could check it out on VOD or DVD. A single mother... Um, she hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise her newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. And then on Friday, we have a buttload of stuff coming our way. So, first up, oh my God, that should be our episode title, buttload. No, okay, pet cemetery, bloodline. Let's workshop that on- <laughs> I mean, okay. All right. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines will be available on Paramount Plus. In 1969, a young Judd Crandall dreams of leaving his hometown of Ludlow, Maine behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within. Judd is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to Ludlow. Then VHS 85 will be available on Shudder, a heart-pounding journey into the grim underbelly of the forgotten 80s through five tales of terror on a taped-over made-for-TV documentary. Woo! Then Monsters of California, this will be available on VOD. Teenager Um Dallas Edwards and his delinquent friends are on a quest for, for the meaning of behind for the meaning of a series of mystery, paranormal events in Southern California. Then we have Vendicta. This will be available on VOD. When a city is terrorized by a sadistic serial killer, a seasoned detective, and a newly recruited paramedic are are forced into a deadly game of vengeance only to discover the key to stopping the bloodshed lies and unlocking the truth of their own haunted past. Then Totally Killer will be in theaters as well as on Amazon Prime when the infamous Sweet 16 killer returns 35 years after his first murder spree to claim another victim. 17-year-old Jamie accidentally travels back in time to 1987 to determine... Determined to stop the killer before he can start again. Then we have the Royal Hotel. This will be available in theaters. Americans Hannah and Liv are backpacking in Australia and take a temporary live-in job in a remote outback mining town. Soon they find themselves trapped in an unnerving situation that grows rapidly out of control. Then we also have When Evil Lurks. This will be available in limited theaters. We also have aberrants. This would be in limited theaters as well. So many theaters. Okay. An estranged couple takes a retreat into the woods, foreboding neighbors, frivolous friends, and dark unseen forces lead to a shocking conclusion. And then on Tuesday... You can own The Boogeyman on Blu-ray or DVD. And just in case if you missed it, Saw X is currently in theaters. You can also check out Appendage on Hulu, and then Screenbox and Bloody Disgusting TV. And then just pick a streaming service and watch what you want. Thank you.
3: Does The Exorcist come out this week too?
0: Oh my God, and The Exorcist. Thank
3: yeah. you. I'm trying to remember if because they, they on moved. Friday. See. <laughs> Taylor Swift oh. has been controlling the world lately, so we just have to watch Exorcist early now.
0: And also, uh, the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on Friday night as well. There's so much stuff.
3: Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for VHS. I've Ooh. been rewatching the series over again. Just, just getting ready. I'm so happy. <laughs> and that's Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week. Everyone, if you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at BloodyDisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at lovely Zina on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, creepy, which is daily for all of October. <laughs> you think I'd be used to it by now, just not. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be DisgustingPod, or drop us an email at be disgustingpodcast at gmail.com for your chance to win some socks. Yay. Socks and don't forget to check out all things bloody disgusting on tiktok at be disgusting so for this week i'm john
4: i'm still tired oh
0: i'm xena i was gonna say something else but okay it's too late let's move on
3: grab some popcorn megan go cozy up in your bed and then watch something you love just make (laughs) sure it's something bloody